This podcast covers mature, intense, morbid, and sometimes just scary stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Oral sex and hot Cheetos, erotic allergic reactions, and sex toys turned life-threatening. Yeah, that's right. We're looking at some of the most harrowing bedroom disasters. Welcome to 30 Morbid Minutes. This is the podcast where we explore topics of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. And I guess this week, sexy, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elise Willems. And I'm Jessica Vasami. Coitus, intercourse, sex. Humanity engages in these actions for the procreation of our species, but also because sex can be romantic, kinky, fun. But what is not fun is landing in the hospital with intimacy-related injuries or sex death, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> or dun 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 sex, sex death. death. <laughs> and I have to say off the top that I think this episode's going to be a little bit silly. And I mean, it's not funny. <laughs> I love that. You, is that is that our disclaimer, Elise? <laughs> it's not funny, and we know it's not funny. But it kind of it's you know, sex is one of those things where it kind of is funny. It is. It's just because it's, it's so human and natural. Yep. So when things kind of go wrong and weird, it's you know, and it's for some people, it's like an uncomfortable topic or whatever, right? Sure. Taboo too. And just in the most dire of situations, people have died having sex. They have. Isn't that weird? Well, it's not weird, but I guess it makes sense because you can die no matter what, yeah. no matter where, when, how, or what. But yeah, yes, sex can kill can you, kill. depending and, on so many different you know, things. What a way to go. What a way to go. Absolutely. But yeah, some of these sex stories are weird and hilarious. Also downright dumbfounding. They definitely give a, a whole new meaning to the the term safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And in the heat of the moment, people can do things they normally wouldn't do. And we and our writer Shannon found some of the most outrageous sexual mishaps. And we are going to tell you all about them in great, sometimes too much detail. Yeah. A lot of these stories come from, you know, the television show, Sex Sent Me to the ER. So if sexual cringe stories kind of are your thing, you may want to check that out. Um, I actually have not seen the show, but now I'm going to watch every episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, are you ready to jump right into bed, Elise? Let's do it with you always. Let's do it. We'll kick it off with a couple, Katie and Eric. Katie thought Eric was pretty funny. Eric thought Katie was very hot, a match made in heaven <laughs> like on, or on King of Queens. They loved what you might call a morning romp. Yeah, you know, and after one particularly good role in the hay, Katie thought that she could use his uh, good mood to her advantage. So she bribed Eric with uh, more sex if he completed a few chores first. I wish that worked. <laughs> yeah, like he's a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Homer Simpson. Mm -hmm. So Eric grabbed his tools, power tools. Okay, people, don't get your minds out of the gutter, all right? And started doing some house maintenance before their second round. But unknown to Katie, Eric had been taking some male enhancement supplements. Uh, that day, he actually took a little extra, two doses. Oh, my God. This led to Eric playing around with his tools and trying to act super sexy. But Katie rebuffed his handyman advances. She said chores first and then, you know, a little bit of a romp later. 
So Eric began sanding the bedroom door in order to install a vintage doorknob. And this is when he had a great idea. I'm going to stick my penis in the door hole. In terms of great ideas, this is one of the worst ideas in history to do. But for some reason, Katie, I mean, they're weird. They're bored. They have nothing else going on but chores. She was turned on by this and told him, don't move. And then began like, I guess, fondling him through the door Mm -hmm. hole. God, these people. She decided she wanted more and then suggested they have sex through the door hole that he had just, remember, sanded. Mm -hmm. To put the door knob in. Yep. You know, and they were getting it on. It was fun until it wasn't. Eric had taken so much erectile dysfunction medication that it caused extra swelling. And you guessed it, Eric was uh, stuck in the door. Oh, my gosh. This is like how in every 80s sitcom (laughs) or like family TV show, some kid got their head stuck in the railing of a staircase. You know, I feel like if aliens... The fire department. Yeah, I feel like aliens were looking down on us. Like, these humans are constantly getting their body parts just stuck in places. Yes. <laughs> yes, their species does not deserve to continue on, is what they would be thinking. Yes. So Katie had the brilliant idea that maybe if they, like, finish having sex, the swelling will go down. And spoiler, that didn't work. I do see where her head was at, though. I was like, oh, okay, that could, you know, I (laughs) I understand that thinking. Um, But yeah, Eric's stuck body part, it it started turning purple. Um, And so Katie was concerned that he would lose his penis if they didn't act soon. And you can imagine the pain was excruciating. Yes, they tried a bunch of lubricants, butter, oil lotion, shampoo, nothing worked. The only option they had left was to saw Eric out of the door. Yeah. Oh, no. But Katie had a track record of not being very good with uh, power tools. So now she had to handle a buzzsaw next to a very sensitive part of her boyfriend's body. (laughs) I keep thinking of um, Titanic, where she has the, I don't know why, it was like the axe trying to get. uh, Yeah. Well, she turned on that saw and then Eric was like, oh, hell no. And you do not do that. So they finally caved and called the EMTs to come. Katie outed Eric and told the paramedics about the double dose of the erectile dysfunction drug. The paramedics confirmed that since the ED medication wouldn't go away for hours, this was one of those life or death emergency situations for Eric's penis specifically. Yeah, I like that it's not for Eric, but for his penis. penis. Yes. Yes, it could continue to swell and then would be at risk of, I mean, kind of literally falling off. The EMTs didn't want to risk harm by cutting him out of the hole, so they came up with a plan that they would cut a small piece of wood around him, essentially a penis picture frame. A penis picture frame, really? (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah. Um, So yeah, they start sawing, and once they got him free, they took Eric to the ER right away. The doctor uh, took a look and was absolutely shocked. Imagine being a doctor going to work that day. You never know what you're going to get. You never know, but... You never know, but you certainly probably don't expect a guy with a penis picture frame to be walking in that day. Yeah. I wonder if they get excited as in like, oh, we always get like, you know, brain trauma or like, but it's like, oh, penis stuff. (laughs) Something different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the doctor said that permanent damage could be done if they didn't act fast, like the paramedic said. Epinephrine could decrease the swelling, but if that didn't work, then they'd have to drain his penis of the blood. And uh, if they didn't, then it could cause gangrene. Yeah. So the doctors prepared a very, very large needle. They injected epinephrine into Eric's member. The swelling began going down immediately, and then the door frame fell off. 
but they still needed to stitch him up. They also needed to remove all the splinters from his shaft and close the wounds. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about how yeah. this is like untreated, freshly sanded wood. Oh yeah, it's like a double whammy. First, you're stuck in the Ugh. hole and then, yeah, you have, God, even honestly, that actually sounds a little bit worse is the stitches, taking the stitches out and then stitching him back up because of all the cuts. Like that, I don't know, that sounds worse to me. It makes me like, ah, chills. Fuck, this man never had sex again. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So the stitches needed to remain dry and the doctor told them, please no sex for uh, four to six weeks. He was probably like for life. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Yeah, yeah. But I guess, you know, their handyman fantasies had to be put on the back burner for a little while. Jeez. Oof. Next up, somehow we have an even weirder one. Uh, EMT Moses Ramos was on shift when he got a call for the rescue unit to respond to a request for medical assistance. At the time, the injuries were unknown. Yeah, a 911 call had been placed by a woman named Rachel who reported that her cousin Kat and her cousin's boyfriend Alex were trapped in a well. Which sounds like a ruse, mm -hmm. but okay. Because like how often are people in modern day calling to report people trapped in a well? Probably there's a statistic that like I don't know that says, you know, 100,000 people a year are being trapped in wells, but <laughs> seems far-fetched to me. <laughs> So dispatch gave Ramos and his medical colleagues specific instructions. You cannot use the siren of the ambulance, only the flashing lights, which they thought was kind of odd, um, but agreed to that. So when the EMTs arrived, the cousin told uh, the EMTs to keep their rescue mission on the down low. They didn't want to like let the rest of the family know what was going on. <laughs> so sketchy. So sketchy. Rachel quietly walked the EMTs around the house to the well when Ramos asked how Rachel found the couple in the well. She said she had heard something like a wild animal <laughs> in her grandparents' backyard. Yeah. So when Ramos got to the well, he could not believe what he was seeing. Ten feet below was a naked couple clutching each other at the bottom of this very old well. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the well had dried out, but it had not been properly sealed so broken wood was everywhere and they had essentially been getting it on on the wood that was covering the opening of the well and then had like fallen through. Yep. And that's a long way to fall uh, with all that wood. They were they were pretty scraped up and bruised and Kat complained of like a hurt wrist. And one of the pieces of wood had cut Alex's leg and he was bleeding pretty bad. So the EMTs needed to get them out of there but didn't really know what to do. Harder, too, because the well was very narrow. And look, at this point, they pretty much have to give up that this is a discreet rescue mission. Okay? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. How, I feel like the EMTs are... If I were them, I'd be like, we just need to get you out of here. Okay? Yeah, this is like serious stuff. And mm -hmm. there was like an old swing, uh, swing set nearby. So the EMTs created a uh, pulley system using some extra ropes. Ramos went down into the well, tossed them some clothes. But Alex uh, couldn't fully dress because his leg was so bad. Question on everybody's mind. The EMT finally asked them, what the hell were you doing? And then the truth was told. They wanted to get away from the family event and went to make out on the well. Things got a little heated and then they began having sex. The motion of the, <laughs> the sex loosened the wood just enough for the couple to plummet the 10 feet into the well. Kat's wrist was broken. Alex's leg was worse than they thought. They needed to get him out right away, but he was too heavy for the rigged pulley system. But the couple still didn't want to call an ambulance. They were so worried about embarrassing themselves in front of the family. But Ramos, the EMT, was like, yeah, okay, I get it, but he also might die. So, uh... Yes. <laughs> yes. You either 
die of embarrassment or die for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so unfortunately for them, the whole family <laughs> was solicited for help and they pulled the couple out of the well and then they all piled into a car together and headed to the ER. Love it. Um, but something wasn't right. Ramos noticed the injury to Alex's thigh was not consistent with falling in the well. So once they were in the ambulance, Ramos asked Kat and Alex how he really got hurt. Oh, no. <laughs> they came clean, pun intended. Once they fell, they could not help themselves. They still finished getting it on at the bottom of the well. Oh, come on. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, uh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, le petit mot, the little death, is actually going to result in real death. Yeah. Big death. Yeah. I mean, but I also can't imagine, and maybe this is just me and I need to work on my sexualness, is like being that horny to where we fall 10 feet, you know, we're kind of hurt and scraped up and we're like, but let's still fuck. No. I mean, no. I don't. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, while they were having sex, they continued at the bottom of the well, a wood plank snapped under Alex's thigh and <laughs> punctured him. God. Yeah, so they didn't know the extent of their injuries and they made it worse. And he lost a lot of blood in the time it took them to get them out. Then at the hospital, the family finally found out the truth that Alex and Kat were there because they were having sex on this ancient well. And the family confronted the couple about their dangerous choices. Thankfully, Kat and Alex were okay despite a broken wrist and a nasty wound. All's well and ends well, right? Yeah, at least we didn't learn at the end that Kat and Alex were family. This was a reunion or something. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> but man, that's, as much as all of that really sucks, the well, I, the fact that the entire family all went to the ER with them, like, is just like, we're all getting, we're getting in this clown car together. Yeah. Wait, what yeah. happened? Y'all were having sex? <laughs> oh, and then you had sex again at the, at the bottom of the, okay. Yes. I mean, I'd ask, I mean, wouldn't you want to know right as you're getting in the car, how this happened? Not at the hospital? Yeah, I just, they, I guess they were so, I, I don't know what their family dynamics are, but they were, I guess, very... I guess I would be too. I, dad, don't. I mean, I think anybody would be embarrassed. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Elizabeth and Steve. Steve had wanted to play hooky at the beach from his real estate job. So he pulled the classic, you know, <coughs> I'm sick and I can't come into work today. Mm, Steve and Elizabeth met because they were neighbors and they quickly realized that they wanted to be more. They just started dating when they decided to do, you know, both do this little day of hooky from work. They had not yet slept together and were kind of hoping to pull the trigger. While laying on the beach, Steve asked Elizabeth, hey, let's take a walk. I want to show you something. Steve and Elizabeth walked to a beachfront property owned by someone that Steve was trying to sell a house for. This is a recipe for disaster. Yep. Right here. He told Elizabeth, let's go inside. Yeah, Elizabeth didn't think uh, it was right. She knew that they weren't supposed to be there, but Steve had the exclusive listing on the house and she, you know, she was tempted. So she followed him in. Steve showed Elizabeth the kitchen, the den, then the bedroom. Elizabeth was still uncomfortable, but after Steve sexily, I don't know, I don't know how you do this, showed how springy the stranger's bed was, all caution was thrown out the window. Hey, hey girl, look how springy this bed is. Yeah, but this bed. <laughs> Interesting. Does it come with the place? Yeah. I do. <laughs> awesome. Sold. Um, but it was inevitable. They were 
going to get down. So Sean and Elizabeth described the sex as intense and wonderful, saying that the sex got springier and springier like a trampoline. (laughs) What model of bed is this? (laughs) They were mid-copulation when all of a sudden Steve flew into the air. (laughs) I just think about, have you ever seen one of those videos where it's a bunch of kids on a school bus and they hit a bump? Oh, yeah. And then like a little kid at the back just goes flying. Yep, yep. That's what I'm imagining. Yep. So yeah, he popped right off the bed and then careened right into a nearby mirror. Oh man, yeah. Elizabeth was completely freaked out. Steve was covered in glass, but to her surprise, Steve popped right up and went back at it. About 15 seconds later, Elizabeth asked, wait, what is that? And we are going to find out what that is (laughs) right after a word from our sponsors. Jessica, there was a lot of focus on the genitals in this episode, but nothing exclusively about the nuts. No, there was there was no nut stuff. It was just schlong stuff. I think we need to talk a little bit more about nuts, don't you? I agree completely. And, you know, speaking of these nuts, do you ever crave, you know, like cashews <laughs> or gummy bears or olives as like a little snack during the day? You know I do. I am constantly snacking all day long. I have the metabolism of an 11-year-old boy, so I always need to be feeding myself, whether it's popcorn, saltwater, taffy, trail mix, basically All the snacks, all the time. Did you know that you can get all of these goodies from one place? Okay, we're reading each other's minds here because I know you are talking about nuts.com. It is like a snack wonderland. I am absolutely talking about nuts.com. What else? (laughs) It's it's your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means that there is something for everyone. There is just such a good vibe to them, too. I love their packaging. Me, too. The whole deal. Nuts.com also offers plenty of options like gluten-free snacks, which is great for me, organic choices, and other other diet-friendly products. So no matter what you're in the mood for, they've got you covered. Yeah, you're listening to this podcast and us talking about somebody getting their penis stuck in the doorframe and you're (laughs) snacking away on your nuts from (laughs) nuts.com. Plus, they roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships. So you have that prime snack freshness. Absolutely. Uh, As far as the personal experience here, completely. I got the variety pack. Uh, What'd you get? I got a bunch of dried fruits, Jess. I got dried mangoes, dried apricots. It was just such like a little great thing to snack on. And I don't feel like I'm eating unhealthily by doing that, right? No, no, not at all. And also like I know, so I got the variety packs because I was like, I want to try all the different things and find out mm-hmm, what I like. Mm-hmm. But I've been just reordering the variety pack because I oh, can't choose. But it's so good. I mean, that <laughs> says so much about the variety in the variety pack if you like it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can order the variety pack yourself. Be like Jessica. My goal in life to be like Jessica. Right oh. now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash 30mm. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com. Jessica, we make a podcast called 30 Morbid Minutes. No. Yes. Oh. Uh, did you not know this whole time? No. Oh, geez. We've got bigger problems then. But oh. <laughs> jokes aside, 
I think we can both agree that we have some pretty questionable internet search activity because of it, because we're always looking up such dark and weird stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm constantly worried if I'll get flagged. And, you know, we all have that incognito. I just don't want <laughs> no, anyone knowing about your weird, inf- you know, infatuations. No. Sometimes I question. I'm just like, this is my job. I'm looking up a lot of weird stuff on the Internet right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. And, and incognito mode, it doesn't really hide that, you know, that your, in- your interests. <laughs> no, nothing yes. from your ISP at all. And your Internet service provider can still see and sell your information. They can, but that's why both of us use ExpressVPN. Mm-hmm. You can see why. Um, it's an app that reroutes your internet connection through secret servers so your internet provider can't see how much you've Googled morbid facts about the Victorians or other stuff. <laughs> yes, and when you're looking up pictures of lamps made of human skin, make <laughs> sure that you use the most powerful encryption available. <laughs> Yes, honestly, most of the time, I don't even notice I have it on, which is great. And it just runs in the background and it's super easy to use and it works on multiple devices. Yeah, like you said, like it's super easy to log in, create your account and use it and make sure that you feel safe and secure with what you're doing online, which we both have had experience where, you know, you feel a little bit a bit nervous about like who might be getting access to your devices, et cetera. Especially these days, you know, you mm-hmm. can't AI, you can't, whew. It's a crazy world out there. Yes, which is why you want to get ExpressVPN and protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash 30mm, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash 30mm, expressvpn.com slash 30mm to learn more. Back to the show before the break, Elizabeth. After a harrowing, you know, instance where Steve went flying from the bed, she paused and said, wait, what is that? Well, the what is that was that there was blood everywhere. Yeah, there was a huge shard of glass sticking right out of Steve's hip. At that point, Elizabeth was definitely over it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And like, how is he going to explain all of this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So she took him to the ER right away, and when the doctors completed the x-rays, they found another large piece of glass inside Steve's thigh. Yeah, the doctors got the second piece out. Steve went to leave the hospital and got another jolt of searing pain. There was a third piece of glass inside of him. And this is because mirrored glass sometimes doesn't show up on x-rays, which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. assumed, you know. Again, the doctors prepared to remove the third piece of glass. Yeah, it could have been very dangerous for Steve. There are a lot of major blood vessels in your thigh, and he could have bled to death. Here's one of the even crazier parts of this, because we we know Steve survived, Mm -hmm. and they actually went back to the house and were able to clean up the mess so well that none of his coworkers or the clients or the homeowner ever found out about the incident. Oh, my God. I hope he sold that house. And God, just to know what you did in that house and what went down for maybe like a fa- mm-hmm. a beautiful family of five children, <laughs> you know, moved in just like, oh well, God. I bet that he was so relieved once it sold and it was out of his life. Sure. I'm sure this wasn't yeah. like a time to, I, I, I kind of want to know where they are now because they started off as neighbors and then, you know, he 
brought her to this house. I'm like, where are you guys now? Are you guys together? Did you do it again? What? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I need to look mm-hmm. into oh, that. Oh, yeah. I would love to know, like, could their already uneasy relationship survive? Yeah. Yeah. This? Yeah. This next one, I feel it could be like on a true crime situation if it had gone so many different ways. But Tiffany and Jamal had decided to take a romantic reprieve and do something special. Go to a spa. Jamal was a little uncomfortable. He hadn't done it before, but Tiffany convinced him that he would like the massage, so she promised. They changed out of their clothes and into these plush spa robes, and then the couple laid down belly first, you know, for their dual couples massage. And Tiffany was right. Jamal did like the massage, maybe a little too much. He was quite relaxed, so when they were done, they went to the showers. And, you know, about chicka wow wow, okay, they're in the shower— Jamal's like, I really like this massage. Like, let's get a little frisky. And so then they try to have sex in this shower. Okay. Mm. Uh, And they're at this, they're at like a spa, right? Or whatever. So, okay, this is. Yeah. They probably had like a, um, I've done one of those spas. Well, not a spa, but like I've done a couple's massage before, but then like right next to it is like a, like a hot tub or something Mm -hmm. that's like reserved just for you. So hopefully Mm -hmm. there was no one else around. Yeah. (laughs) So they start trying to get it on in the shower and then things go haywire. <laughs> yeah. This is another common kind of thing that happens in these yeah. sexual disasters. Jamal went down hard. I mean, the, the the shower floor was too slippery for their well-oiled bodies. The floor is wet and slippery. <laughs> They're all oiled up. It's just like lubricant yeah. on lubricant. And Jamal smashed his head on the ground. Tiffany starts screaming And then Jamal is just laying there, not moving. There's like blood flowing out of the back of his head. Yeah, Tiffany described Jamal's head as an orange that would have been thrown at a wall and split down the middle. So she's panicking, of course, doesn't know what to do. She grabs his feet and then starts dragging his unmoving body, which a unconscious person is very, very heavy. Yeah. So she must have been uh, strong, except she really wasn't, (laughs) Um, which you're going to mention in a minute, Jess. Yeah, no, it's impressive because she was... 5'2", Jamal was 6'2", and built like a football player. So I'm sure her adrenaline just like really kicked in. And keep in mind, there's like blood streaking across the spa floor everywhere. She later described the room as looking like a crime scene. And of course she was panicking. So she just kind of grabbed those fluffy white towels Mm -hmm. that they offer to you and started applying pressure with them to his head and begging him to wake up. All the while, there's a masseuse knocking at the door Yeah. And you're probably thinking, like, why is she grabbing towels? Why isn't she, like, going to run for help? You know, she'd used all the fluffy white spa towels to wipe up all of his blood, um, streaking it all over the floor. But she legit thought that if the masseuse came back in, that they all would have thought that she killed her husband, which is that didn't, like, click to me. Because my first thought is like, oh, fuck, my husband went down. But it, but the way that it looks and she's dragging his body and there's blood everywhere, this is like, yes, Mm -hmm. I can only assume people would be like, Yeah, I'm sure she's in a crisis situation. Mm -hmm. She's not thinking clearly. She just wanted to get out of there fast. So she stashed the bloody towels in the cupboard. She's stalling for time. And then when Jamal finally, thankfully comes to, he has no idea what happened. But he's, (laughs) as they're leaving, though, he still insists on that he should be the one to drive them home. Miraculously, though, Tiffany paid the bill and snuck Jamal out of the back of the massage parlor before anybody noticed. Yes, but... They end up going to the hospital because I feel like with an injury like Mm -hmm. that, you've got to go. Though, at first, the doctors separated them because they thought that it could be a domestic violence situation. 
Mm-hmm. And the hospital was about to call the police when Jamal finally came clean. He admitted they were trying to have sex and he fell. No foul play. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like Tiffany, I guess, trying to be a good daughter-in-law, you know, she called his mom, told her everything. His mom apparently howled with laughter. <laughs> and uh, Jamal made a quick recovery. But, you know, the last thing left bruised was his ego, of course. I, I think it's so funny that like his mom was just like, ah, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> you know, uh Okay, so this next one, we have saved the best for last. I, th- I think you should all brace yourselves for this one because uh, it's it's horrifying. So, Sean was in the hospital reeling from intense pain. His wife, Aurelia, was standing over him in shock. And she's looking at him and screaming, oh my God, what did you do? Between Sean's legs was a swollen penis so large that it caused those in the room to shout out in horror. Oh, no. The emergency room physician, Katrina Nguyen, said it was like nothing she had ever seen before, which you never want a doctor to look at you and say, that's like nothing I've ever seen before. That's the worst thing I've no. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the worst diagnosis you could get. To this day, Dr. Nguyen still claims that this is the weirdest thing she has ever treated in the ER. So the story goes, Sean and Aurelia came into the ER one day because Sean was experiencing hallucinations. Dr. Nguyen noted that the couple were pretty hippy-dippy and neither of them wanted to admit why Sean was in the hospital. Yeah, Sean also wouldn't say what kind of hallucinations he was having. The doctor, you know, was concerned like it could be schizophrenia related or that he had taken some sort of drug. And so Dr. Nguyen kept pressing him, you know, are you seeing things? Are you having strange smells? Have you taken any drugs? Sean quickly told the doctor, no, what? No, I, no drugs. He was still withholding what was wrong, but the pain was growing. Finally, he told the truth. He told the doctor that he hadn't been able to pee all day. Yeah, he'd been drinking water, so it wasn't because he was uh, dehydrated, but Dr. Nguyen considered that, hey, maybe a UTI or an STD, but more importantly, that it could lead to life-threatening renal failure. Yeah, and people have like UTIs or kidney problems, and this is you know, natural to that. And this is how you treat it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Nguyen ordered a blood and urine test. And then she kind of started with the personal questions. You know, can I take a swab from inside of your urine? Sean immediately told her, nope, no need. And Aurelia was like in an uproar because Aurelia's mind went to what? An STD? What the hell? She started yelling about how she couldn't believe Sean would cheat on her because he's like rejecting the swab. So she's like, well, You've been traveling. You're probably screwed yeah. another girl. Yeah. And she, Sean is adamant. He doesn't have an STD, an STI, you know. And then finally, he's like, okay, I'll take the swab. So he pulls down his pants and then the doctor goes to swab his urethra and she is horrified. His penis was huge and not in a, not in a good way. It was a bad way. <laughs> uh, something was clearly not right. And Sean's urethra hole was quite widened. Like double widened. Yeah. And Aurelia is still like reaming Sean about cheating on her, accusing him of sleeping with somebody in a foreign country. And Dr. Nguyen sort of picks up on this, like, oh, he was just traveling. Yeah. And so she asked Sean what he was doing in the other country, thinking it could have had something to do with this weird injury. Sean said that he was saving endangered snails. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I know so we're getting sounds, somewhere. We're I know getting it sounds somewhere. silly, yeah, but I hate this. I hate where this is going. I know. 
So, you know, she asks him more questions related to this. What type of snails? Sean says they were from the genus Biomphalaria. And this sort of pulls a really, really distant old memory from the doctor that she learned uh, in medical school. I already love this doctor. She's picking up on all these things. Like, she sounds like a really great doctor. Yes, she does. The disease, schistosomiasis, is a parasitic worm infection that comes from freshwater snails. It's a parasitic worm that invades your urinary tract, but you don't get it from having sex. No. And Jess, I think about this all the time if I'm, like, traveling or if maybe, like, I'm having a string of days where I'm like, oh, my stomach feels really bad. I'm like, did I get some weird parasite? Yes. Or something. So she needs a urine sample to diagnose this Dr. Nguyen, but Sean can't pee. So they have to use a catheter. And once he sees the catheter, he sort of changes course. He said he thought he knew what caused his swollen penis. Again, like many stories before, people aren't maybe as forthcoming about what is going on here because of embarrassment. Many reasons, but Sean finally came clean and he confided uh, that his wife's been hard on him about not being adventurous enough in the bedroom. Don't put this on Aurelia. Okay. (laughs) She's stressed out of her mind. Do not you put this on her. So he gets this idea while he's traveling that he could find his quote unquote sexual spirit out in nature. So he kind of goes outside into the woods or whatever, fully naked, and then he runs into what he refers to as a legless lizard. And then he goes and lets this thing crawl all over him. Dr. Nguyen was like, I'm sorry, what? What?" Sean continued to explain that his legless lizard crawled between his legs and up his penis. Sean liked the sensation, he says. Uh, But apparently the legless lizard got scared and went in deeper. And that's when Dr. Nguyen took an x-ray and she was just dumbfounded by what she saw. They could see the outline of the lizard, which was in fact legless, curled up inside of his bladder. His lab results showed he was in acute renal failure, so they shoved a tool up there to retrieve the lizard. When it was all over, the only thing Sean was concerned about was whether the lizard was still alive. (laughs) And it was not. Spoiler. Yeah, no. Oh my God, this is the worst one. It was not. I, that is... That is I, it's like I, alien level. It is. Stuff. It absolutely is. I, I sent this to my partner, Devin, because I feel like even for me, you know, just anything in that general area is like not fun times. But I can't imagine like something going up like a penis hole. I just feel like that's just so many awful. I I'm having Ugh. trouble for words. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, and like a, a creature. A, cr- a creature, let alone, sure, there's, you know, there's a lot more sexual disasters that we didn't have time to cover. You know, there's sticking objects into different orifices and they get lodged. We've seen jackass to like food irritation. So, but like having an actual living creature crawl up your hole, one of your holes and into your body is like a whole nother level of horrifying. That, that whole 90s urban legend of Richard Gere putting a gerbil up his butt. Uh, did, uh, I'm not aware of this. That, I don't know if it's, I mean, it was the thing and yeah, it was the whole thing. And I think like South Park spoofed it or something. I don't remember exactly. Wow. I, I once read a story in the vice guide to sex, drugs, and rock and roll about someone that put a 
a glass Coke bottle up their butt, but it like then went up into them and then sort of started floating around like they couldn't retrieve it. And then, you know, it could splinter inside of them like glass break. So it was a whole thing. I don't watch Jackass because there's just something that I can't reconcile and deal with the fact that they do things to themselves that have lasting long-term effects on their health. I really, I don't like, I like, like I'm entertained by like prank stuff, whatever, and you know, harmless things, but there's something about that that I just don't like. Absolutely. And there's like a whole range of this stuff. There's, you know, there's obviously things such as like butt plugs and those for used for sexual play. But then as you see in Jackass, they're sticking cars, like toy Hot Wheels cars (laughs) up their butt and getting stuck in there. And I have a friend that um, works in an ER and they're, you know, there's, he has two stories, one of which, um, yeah, things that are not supposed to be up your butt, up your butt. One of which was a bushel of asparagus uh, was just up his butt. And so- they had trouble taking the whole thing out, so they had to do it one by one. Just <laughs> oh no, yeah, just oh no, you know. And there's there's so many of the stories with you know sticking things that you're just not supposed to stick yeah. into your body into your body. Yeah. Um, Statistically, the most common sex injury is a pulled muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for most people, maybe that's as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if there's one takeaway from all of this, if you have an injury due to sex, um, don't be ashamed. You know, the doctors do need to know the truth so they can properly treat the injury. As you could tell, like that was a common theme in a lot of these stories is people just not being 100% upfront when it happens. Yeah. And we talked a lot about a lot of stories where people, death might have been a possibility. Nobody died. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. But we maybe we'll do another episode in the future where we do go through like history and a lot of stories where like, oh no, like this this person actually kicked the bucket because of the fuck it. Of, of the fuck it. That should be the name of the episode too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, like the first story, if if you do take any sort of medication for sexual purposes, just you know, make sure to take the recommended dose and maybe speak to your doctor first. Um, just safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wear your uh, your shoulder pads, your knee pads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Safe sex, whole new meaning. Absolutely. I don't, there's so many to cover. I feel like, you know, we were talking right before this episode of there's some viral videos that kind of went around when we were, when I was younger, uh, that are really just horrifying. Just again, people sticking things into their bodies that are not supposed to be in there. And they can get really horrifying and gruesome, just mm-hmm. awful. Um, there's no shortage of these stories, but again, like a lot of these were taken from sex, um, in the ER from the ER or sex sent me to the ER. Um, so if you're digging this, you know, check out that show, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And buy some of our merch. <laughs> that too. Speaking <laughs> no. of that, yeah, we might make a, uh, a shirt that has to do with some of these stories. Maybe it's like a, like a legless lizard. Oh, that's <laughs> the leg, the legless lizard should be the mascot of this podcast. Uh, hey. Let's do it. In the future. What do we call him? We'll have to think. Maybe we'll think on that or take suggestions. Yeah. I'd love to like bring this to our e-com team and just be like, hey, we want to make a new shirt with a little. Oh, yeah. Be like, why? It needs to be a a design of a little legless lizard curled up inside of a bladder. (laughs) Um, He's just about to uh, uh, send him into renal failure. So he got scared. If you can visualize that, 
Yeah. It's make sure the legless lo- lizard looks scared. That's he, why oh, he crawled in deeper. Oh, <laughs> you know what's interesting is like how you perceive it. Cause like I perceive him curled up in that bladder, completely unaware of what's going on. And he's just so cozy and like same. That's exactly yeah. how I, I I pictured him as being like this cute little creature yeah. that was scared and wanted to go in deeper. He's just yeah. so happy to be there, so comfortable. Yeah, but but not good times for us for him. Well, thank- Thank you all for joining us on this continued journey to see if we can test the bounds of like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. And Jessica, um, you know, you've been this has been a pretty sexy episode. It is. I can't wait to see what I come up with in the bedroom next. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about iron lungs. (laughs) Yeah. Next next week. week. Okay. Yep. Back at (laughs) it. The so not sexy thing. Yeah. Um, Well, bad bye. Bad bye, Elise.